I think that's what heaven's going to sound like, except all the time. Maybe a few more voices. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to Luke chapter 13. We're still here in Luke 13. And uh, Jesus is, uh, boy, he says things just the way they are. He don't beat around the bush, and he's he has a way of saying things that if he's saying them right to you, they just cut right to the quick. And we we understand that. If you've ever been convicted by Jesus, if Jesus has ever said anything into your heart, uh, he has a way of getting right to where it really hurts. And uh, he really makes his point. And uh, so this morning... I want to uh, talk about what he wants to say about what about what heaven's going to be like. He talks about who's going to make it into heaven, and so uh, let's let's talk about that this morning. Let's all stand and honor God's word. Luke thirteen. We're going to begin reading with verse twenty-two. And you have to understand. I want you to get this in your mind. Jesus has been traveling around, and he's been preaching, and people have heard him. And so they're kind of aware of his style. They're aware of what he says. They're aware of what his message is. And so uh, they have become, uh, you know, he's not a, a new guy now. He's, he's somebody that they've heard before. And uh, so they, uh, they are getting a little more comfortable with him. And so listen to what they say. This, this guy feels like he can come to him and uh, he has this question. And the guy, when he asks a question, you ever ask a question and you already know what the answer is or you already think you know what the answer is? And uh, when he asks this question, and it's many times as we see uh, Jesus, people would ask him things and they thought they knew the question or they thought they already had everything figured out. And this guy, Jesus just slams him. But anyway, then Jesus went through the towns and villages teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, we ate and drank with you and and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evil doers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth. And when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of heaven, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and will take their place at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and the first will be last. Let's pray. Lord, speak to our hearts this morning. Father, help us to understand the deep meaning of this. Help us to make sure our our efforts are in the right place and that we understand what it is to be a follower of Jesus and what it is to love like you do. And Lord, 
I just pray that you would just speak through your scripture this morning. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You ever got to a place and you thought you were in the right place and all of a sudden you realized that you were in the wrong place? Or you thought you were at the right time and you realized all of a sudden that you were the wrong time? A couple of weeks ago, uh, Cindy and I were getting ready. I was going to drive the teens to Fort Scott. And we were getting ready for the day and we were going through and getting all the things we had done. Cindy goes, we got time to go eat? I said, yeah, we got all kinds of time. I said, I don't have to be over there till 4.30. And uh, so we were over at Sheila's and we just got our lunch and we were eating and Luke called. He goes, where are you? And I said, well, I'm at Sheila's eating my lunch. And he goes, we're supposed to leave. I said, what time? He goes, right now. And it was like 3.45. And I had, I had been telling Cindy all week, it's 4.30, it's 4.30, it's 4.30. And I thought, I said, I have it written in my calendar at 4.30. And I got to be honest with you, Luke, I'm going to tell you. I had it written on my calendar as 3.45. <laughs> Kelsey had told me 4.30 for the kids camp in. And somehow or another, I had seen that on my calendar and I had that written in my mind. And Luke, you were right. And I apologize. And I will never apologize to you again. <laughs> but I was at the wrong place at the wrong time and I was starting to scurry and figure out what I needed to do there was another time when we were going down to see Luke in Arkansas Luke had just found out he had diabetes and he really wasn't doing very well and uh, we had talked to him on the phone and and Cindy said we we need to go see Luke and it was in the middle of winter and they were calling for snow down there and and uh, she said, we, we need to get us a room before we go down there. And we were going to stay uh, two or three nights. So I got on the interweb and uh, got on the hotels.com and I was going to make reservations. I'd never made a reservation online before, I don't think. And so uh, she said, you sure you know what you're doing? I said, yes, I can figure this out. Got down there, got to the hotel I had everything figured out. I had it all done. I already paid for it. Didn't get the one that you can get the re, the if you you know if if you're wrong you can get a rebate on it because it was cheaper to do it, pay for it all at once and and you're on time. Got down there and walked up to the counter and I said I got a reservation for the next three nights. Lady goes, what's your what's your name? And I told her and she goes, well you've got a reservation next month for these three nights. But you don't have a reservation tonight. You know how that, all of a sudden you start sweating? And you feel all, ugh. Man, I, I thought, I thought I had it all right. And I had completely missed it. I had completely missed it. And so uh, this guy comes to Jesus and he uh he comes to him and he says uh so there's just going to be a few make it into heaven and this and jesus is speaking to the jewish people here and and when he answers them when when this question comes for us because we're not jewish for us when we hear only a few are going to make it into heaven 
that makes us uneasy because we're like, boy, I hope I'm in the few. I hope, and we think and we start doing, I don't know about you, but I start doing uh, you know, inventory on my life. Am I sure I'm right with God? Is everything right with God? Because only a few are going to make it. And if only a few are going to make it, that means that it's probably hard to do. And it means that, that I'm going to have to make sure I'm doing this right because apparently it's, it's not as easy as I make it look out as, as I think it might be. And so when he says there are only a few going to make it into heaven, in my mind, I start getting uneasy. And then I start thinking, well, who are the few? And is there any way that we can make it more? Is there any way that we can get more people in? And, and who's not going to be there? And, and, and is my family going to make it in? And are my friends going to make it in? Are my kids going to make it in? Are my grandkids going to make it in? And I start thinking, is there any way we can make the few bigger? But I want you to understand where this guy comes from. Because he was Jewish. And in his day and in their time, they were a small nation and they were pretty sure they were the only ones going to make it to heaven. And so when he says this, he comes to Jesus and he says, are only a few going to make it? Meaning, is it just going to be us? And he thought the answer was going to be yes. And you know, he was completely fine with that. Do you understand where he was? He didn't care if anybody else made it in at all. As long as we make it in... As long as we and, and me and my family and all of our family before us, and there's just a few of us, there's just a few of us Jewish people, and, and, if, and if we're the only ones that make it in, that'll be just fine. And he says to Jesus, hey, are only a, only a few going to make it through? Thinking that Jesus was, he thought he knew the answer already. He thought he already knew the answer. He thought the reservations were made. And he walks up to the desk and says, I've got reservations for heaven. And listen to what Jesus says. Make every effort to enter through the narrow door because I tell you, many will try. No, see, many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, sir, open the door. This was not the answer he was wanting. He wanted Jesus just to say yes and go on. Because he didn't care if anybody else got in. And then Jesus goes on and just tells this guy a bunch of stuff that he doesn't want to hear at all. He says, but he will answer, I don't know you or where you came from. Then you will say, we ate and we drank with you. We came to synagogue. We did all the things that we were supposed to do. We were your chosen people. And he will reply, I don't know who you are. Away from me, you evildoers. And he says, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You will see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and prophets of the kingdom and the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from the east and the west, meaning people who are not Jewish. There's going to be Gentiles coming from the east, and there will be people from the west who, who uh, you don't have any idea who are, who from the north and the south, all these people are going to be coming in, and you're going to be looking in through the window, and you're going to be seeing these people. And, the, and it says that there will be weeping because you're not in there. And then it says it's going to turn over to gnashing of teeth. What are they doing in there? It's going to switch over to how did they get in there? And it says that you, they, he's saying you're going to be so angry 
when you look in and see who made it, because in your mind you thought, I'm going to make it. I've got everything done right. Everything's good. And I don't care if anybody else makes it as long as I make it and my family makes it. And he says, and you're going to look through the window and you're going to see who's there. And you are going to be so mad. Have you ever, I have never, I don't know if I've ever been so mad that I gnashed my teeth. But it's, I don't, it's just furious. And I was reading this and thinking about this and studying this. Because this guy thinks he's the few, he thinks he's in. And he expected to be one of the few, but he is shocked. He's not upset. Here's the end. He's not upset about the few. He's upset about the who. You understand what I'm talking about? He's not, he's not upset that it would just be a few. He's upset about the who. And Jesus says, in fact, there will be a few, but the who is going to astound you. Because he figured he was in. He figured he was in the party. But Jesus says you have to strive to get through this narrow door. Jesus is saying, just because you think you're in, you're not in. Just because you think you've got a reservation, you may not have it. And you have to strive and you have to work to get through this narrow door. Plus, not only do you have to do those things, plus there's going to be people there that you're not even going to want to be there. And this totally was not what he wanted to hear. You think you're in, but you're not. And those that you look down your nose at and those that you despise, they're going to be in there. And this is going to make you so mad that you gnash your teeth. And you're going to be saying, how could they get in? How could they get in? And when I hear a few, I think, how could we get more people in? But when they heard few, they was like, that's okay. Until they found out that they weren't the few. And then it's going to make them so mad that they gnashed their teeth. And I want us to know this morning, as I thought about this, it should not be fine with us that people don't make it to heaven. It should bother us when people don't make it to heaven. And I want us to go through just a few things that was, why they had a wrong mindset here. And it's easy for us to do the same thing. I want you to know, I've been speaking about the Jewish people. I'm not down on them. I love them. I'm just saying the way their mindset was at that time. And it's our mindset too at times. We come to church and we've made a profession of faith and we've been baptized and we sing the songs and we come listen to the pastor and we give in the offering. And it's easy to get to the place where we think, I'm one of the few. And if we keep going, sometimes it's, you know, if, if there's other people that want in, but you know what, they're, they're, boy, they're a lot of trouble. They don't know anything. They don't know how to act. And, oh, they're always asking for stuff. And you know what? Heaven would just be easier without them. And sometimes we're like, church would just be easier without them. And Jesus says that's not how we're supposed to be. Jesus says that's not supposed to be our heart. And I'm going to tell you, it's... It's, you can get that way. We can get that way. And he speaks against this. 
And, and, and uh, they, they believed that if, if they just had an association with God, then, then they would be saved. We have people today that believe that. There are people all throughout the church of North America who believe that if I'm just part of a church or part of a Bible study or if I come to church or if I sing at church or if I attend church or if I'm a pastor of a church, then obviously I'm part of the kingdom. But Jesus says that's not enough. He says we have to strive to pass through the door. Jesus is the door. And we say, now you're just talking about uh, grace by works. This is Jesus talking about this here. Now, I want you to know that Jesus saves us. We cannot work our way to salvation. Jesus saves us. But he says that we are then in return to live a life that he calls us to live. And sometimes that life that we live, that we live within the will of God is a life that presses on us hard. And we are called to strive and to work and continue to do what he asks us to do even when it's hard. And Jesus doesn't just preach this. Jesus lives it out. By the end of this chapter, he's living it out. Jesus says that's not enough. We've got to strive to pass through the narrow gate. Jesus says that following Jesus is something to strive for. He says you make every effort. Have you ever gotten a tight spot? You ever got stuck? I got, I got nearly stuck under my house one time. I've told you that story. Matt came down there and he didn't cut me out, but I, was, I thought if I can't get through, Matt can surely drag me out or he can cut a hole in the floor and get me through. But I, if you ever get stuck... You ever get stuck? It's, and he's talking about, he's talking about so much pressure on you that you have to, and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this or not. I don't know if I can get out of it. I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I watched, I watched some spelunkers the other day in a cave and Cindy and I was watching it and they had this little hole that they had to crawl through and they had to stick like one arm in and I was sitting there getting claustrophobic in the heebie-jeebies watching these guys going through the tight spots. Cindy goes, I can't watch this anymore. She's already claustrophobic. She, it's all she can do to sit in this big room. <laughs> you can say the word cave to her and she'll just start sweating. I mean, she can't stand it, you know. I'm stuck under my house and I was like, you think you could help me? Nope. <laughs> I'll just leave you down there. Close the floor up around you. You'll be all right. She don't care. Jesus said life is, he goes, you're going to have to, this, the, this that I'm calling you to is so narrow. There's so much pressure that you have to push to get through it. Because the life that Jesus calls us to is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's hard. And he said, you got to press through it. And you got to keep going. And it's not easy. And it's not fun sometimes. And it's, and it's the best life ever. But it's still, there's times when it's hard and you've got to keep striving. Rob, you've got to keep striving. Doris, keep pushing on. Kate, Ronnie, You just got to keep going.
And if you go through the tight spot, you can have people around you, encouraging you, but you go through it alone. And we want to help you. But Jesus says you go through it alone. You work this out yourself. And you don't go through by accident. You choose it. You say, I'm going through this. I'm going through what Jesus has called me to do. And whatever it is, I'm going to make it. And I'm going to keep striving. And I'm going to work through it. And you go through it alone. And we want to come behind you and beside you and encourage you. But the truth is, you work your salvation out by yourself. And that's what Jesus says. And you make every effort. And he calls us to conform to the life. He has transformed us, but he says you have to conform to what I've called you to be. And then he says one day that door is going to be closed. He says there's going to be a day when you can't go through there anymore. One day you will not be able to get in, even if you want to. So while the door is open, we must strive and make every effort to get through the narrow door. Now, I looked and I tried to find this, and I I found this in one place where I was studying and looking, but I couldn't find it anywhere else. And so this, I don't know if this is true, but in one of the study places it said this, so it may be wrong, I may be wrong in this, so if you find out that I am, I'm just saying, I don't know if this is true, but it makes a lot of sense. It says that in the synagogues of that day, there was a door that was a wider door, and that was the door for the, for the, the, the priest or whatever to come through, and, and that was the door where the important people came through. And then they said there was another door that was a smaller door. That was where the poor people came in, and the people that they weren't really maybe very interested in. And it said it was a smaller door. And said the one door, the bigger door, was for the people that were very important in the church. And, and the important people would come through that door. And it said, but there was a smaller door where maybe those that were poor and, and uh, not as popular or whatever, and they kind of entered in there. And when Jesus says this, see, everybody would have wanted to go through the big door. Everybody would have wanted to go where the priests go through and where everybody would have wanted to been important. And Jesus is saying, that's not how you get into my kingdom. The, the door that everybody thinks that if you're going through that door, you're the guy, everything's fine. Jesus, he, he just goes totally against everything that they say and that they believed. This guy is astonished at his answer. The people around there are astonished at what Jesus says because everything they thought, Jesus goes, that's not how you get into my kingdom. You get into my kingdom through humility. You get into my kingdom through loving people. You get into my kingdom not because who you were born from or the family that you're in. You get to my kingdom through me. And it's a small door. And it's a hard door. And it's going to press on your life. And there are going to be some days when it hurts, but you have to keep on pressing. Is it the best way? Yes. Is it the only way? Yes. It's the only way. I'm going to tell you, you don't have any other choice. Jesus is the door. And he says, you have to enter through me and my way is humble and my way is the way of the servant, not the person being served. I am the servant. 
I'm the one who lays down my life, and that's the door that we enter. We have to let go and, 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 and enter into that door. And when we enter through that door, we have to enter it with humility and humbleness. There's no room for pride in the kingdom of heaven. We have to let go of our pride in order to squeeze through the door. You may have to let go of some uh, habits. You may have to let go of some other things in order to fit through the door. You may have to let go of your ambition, of your future plans. You may have to let go of some dreams to squeeze through the door. You can't go through the door hanging on to all the things that you want to do because there's no room for your things. It's just what does God want? You may have to let go of some grudges, some baggage from hurt from people to squeeze through the door because there's no room for those things to squeeze through the door. Jesus not only speaks this way, but he lives this way. If you read the rest of the, at the end of that, it says, at that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. So he gets through all this. He says, it's a narrow door. It's a hard life. It's hard to do this, but this is what you have to do in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. They said, hey, you need to go. Herod's going to try to kill you. And Jesus could have said, okay, uh, I'm going to go someplace where it's a little more comfortable. All this works unless Herod's trying to kill you, and then you need to go to another town and not speak these hard things. You just need to, you know, I was just saying that. Jesus says, bring it. I ain't quitting. I'm going to still keep healing. I'm going to still keep in my message, and I'm marching straight on. I'm squeezing. I'm going to get squeezed. But I'm going to keep on going. So not only does our Savior say the things that need to be done, immediately he is called on it and he keeps doing it. Herod seeks to kill you. Well, I will strive, but I'm going to strive from a safe place, maybe a little farther from town. That's not what Jesus does. Herod's going to try to kill you. Well, I'll, I'll preach a different message, and maybe that'll say, no, that's not what he does. He keeps saying the message. I will strive, but I will water down what I say, and maybe it'll be a little more comfortable. No, he keeps right on. He keeps marching to the cross. You see, Jesus walked with God. When he talks about that we're going to have to go through a tight spot, Jesus knows about a tight spot. Hmm. Jesus walked with God, put him in a tight spot. Jesus made every effort to keep heading to the cross. No, how, no matter how much pressure was put on him, he does what he tells us to do. He strives forward to the cross. He doesn't play it safe. He doesn't watch from a distance. He doesn't watch from a comfortable pew. He keeps walking and squeezing. As life squeezes him, he keeps Moving forward. I'd like for the music team to come. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you striving through the narrow door? What do you need to let go of to get through the narrow gate? What do you need to leave behind? Or maybe who do you need to leave behind 
What hurt or habit do you need or addiction do you need to drop today so that you can get through the narrow door? What grudge or unforgiveness do you need to let go so that you can fit through the narrow door? I'm telling you, this is the main point of what Jesus says. Do you love people enough that you want them all in heaven? The Jews thought that the way to God was easy and wide, and Jesus says it isn't. And his life proves it. The kingdom of God squeezed Jesus. We're going to be talking about this as we head into Resurrection Sunday. Going to the kingdom of God for Jesus squeezed him so tight that he sweat blood. Do you understand that? The kingdom of God crushed his earthly body. He didn't, if anybody could have entered the kingdom of God on his name, it would have been Jesus. But he entered through a narrow place that squeezed the life out of him. The kingdom of God crushed him and squeezed the earthly life out of him. And we must die to this world as well. And I want to ask you this morning, are you entering through the narrow gate? We have to conform to his life, to his will, to the Father. And we are to conform that way as well. We must be transformed and changed to live like he does. I have to love the people that Jesus loves. I want this morning as I was getting ready for service. I was thinking about you can start playing. I was thinking about this uh picture of this guy. And Jesus is saying, you're going to be out the outside looking in on heaven. And you're going to say, I can't believe that guy made it in. Can't believe that guy made it. What he's saying is that your hate for that person has kept you out. I can't believe they made it in. How did they make it in? If that guy's in heaven, I don't want to be there. Jesus, do you do you have any idea what that guy did to me? And Jesus says that we have to get past that. That we have to say, I don't care who it is and I don't care what they've done to me. I don't care how they've hurt me or what they've done. I don't care what they've said about me. I don't care what they've stole from me. And I'm telling you, as I was sitting and praying this morning, do you understand? I'm pretty lucky because nobody's really ever done terrible things but you understand that there's some people in this world that guy raped my daughter and then somewhere along he got saved some people have a lot of forgiveness in order to get into heaven that guy killed someone who I loved And I have to get to the place where God does inside of me such a miracle that I say, and I'm glad they're here. I'm glad they made it. That person hurt me so much. 
But I'm glad that they came to a place where they were saved, and, and I'm glad they're here. Do you understand what God has to do in our that's what God has to do, and that's what Jesus says that God has to do in our life. And I think sometimes we think, well, that will happen in heaven. Mm-mm. But when I die and I get to heaven, then, then God will work all that out. It all gets worked out here. God has to so transform my life that I look at the people who have wronged me, stolen from me, killed my loved ones, done whatever to me, and I look at them and I say, I want you to be with me in heaven. And you say, that can't happen. Jesus says it can. That's the squeeze. You understand? That's the squeeze. You say, Pastor, you have no idea what people have done to me. I don't. And that's what this guy was, this guy was saying. How could, how could they make it? If heaven's with those people, I don't want to be there. Do you know who those people are? Me. I'm that guy. I have hurt people. I've hurt people. I've let people down. There are people walking around. They're like, if Brian Letzinger's there, I don't want to go. We've all, we're all those people. Do you understand? We're all those people. And no matter what we've done or what it is, Jesus says, I want you there. There's not very many that's going to want to do it. There's not very many that's going to want to say, I lay it down and I'll let you do it. And I want everybody, I want to love. Jesus is saying you have to love like Jesus loves. That's the squeeze. That's the hard squeeze. Because it's hard to love like Jesus loved. You can't do it. I got bad news for you. You can't do it by yourself. But Jesus in me can change that. We're going to open up the altars this morning. I sat on my couch and just wept this morning. As the meaning of this soaked into my life. And I said, God, help me love people like you do. Help me love the people that have hurt me. God, help the people that I have hurt to somehow love me. Help them. And I got to thinking of all the hurt that's been done in all the world for all of eternity. And God says, I, Jesus, do you, do you understand if you're Jesus? you understand if you're Jesus? There would be nobody in heaven that you would, I mean, how, many, how, how, how bad have we been to Jesus? I don't want to do what you say. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. I'm not going to. And Jesus says, I still want you in heaven. I want you. We have to love like him. I want you to stand. The song this morning is I Surrender All. I just give all this. And it is so easy in the day and age we live in with all the things that go on to get all this hurt and all this, they did this to me and they did this or they said this about me or they posted this about me or whatever it is. And I don't want to be around them. I don't even want to like them. And if, and if, and if they're in heaven, I won't even want to go. What? 
We ought to be careful that we love people like Jesus does. That's the squeeze. Are you going and allowing your life to go through the tight spot for Jesus today? I don't know what all God's speaking to you. This is a rich scripture. There's a whole lot of stuff there. There's stuff about things that we have, you know, this is the way you get saved and this is the way you get done and we've passed that on. When I was at the reservation place, when I was at that motel, when I got done that day, I had to go back out to the car and face Cindy. I thought I had everything right. I was wrong. I'm going to tell you what. When it comes judgment day, you're not going to want to stand in front of your wife and your kids. And they'd be standing there looking on the outside. What happened? This is what you said, Dad. This is what you said, Mom. This, this is what you taught us. This is, this is what you said. I, I was wrong. I was humiliated to go back to my wife. So, you know, I messed up. Are you going to have spoken truth into the life of your family? I'm just saying. Jesus says you can't. Don't mess with this. Don't be wrong about this. Make sure you are speaking truth into the life of your family this morning. We're going to sing. This song is a time for response. If the Lord has spoken to you today and you need to pray, come and pray. Come and pray today as the Lord speaks. Go ahead.